0: Everyone, my name is Nero Stefanelli and I'm the host of the Coach's Corner Podcast. Just to know me a little bit better, obviously this is my first episode. This is episode one, the beginning. I am the host and creator of the Coacher's Corner Podcast. In this podcast, I'll cover the sports of football and basketball. I'll discuss trending news across the two sports. Sometimes my takes on these such topics can be great and sometimes they won't, but that's why I'm here speaking to all of you today. The love I have for the sports of football and basketball, not only as a player but as a fan of both of the sports, gives me an advantage on any take I make on any topic I introduce into the podcast. I look forward to committing and improving it as much as possible. I hope you all understand that improvement does come over time and you stick with me through tough times we may encounter along the way. My goal for the Coach's Corner podcast is to just sit down, Forget about all the bad and good and just talk sports. Saying that, I'll try to be as consistent as possible to keep all of you as the audience of my podcast as entertained as possible through this journey that has yet begun. And saying that, here by my side in episode 1 will be featuring Matteo Stefanelli. Matteo, have yourself a word. No problem. So uh, moving to our first topic, or a couple topics I'll introduce. So first topic, we're going to be going to the NBA, all-star game, all-star rosters. Um, Then we'll quickly cover the Boston Celtics struggles, obviously, big fans of the Boston Celtics, you know. And um, then we'll move on to the NFL, very quick, Pro Bowl. Then we'll go on to the playoff picture, which is very important right now and there's some news that has just broken like maybe in the last hour or two which could be good to some patriots fans and or maybe this is just our hopes but some good news and or maybe bad news who knows and uh we'll do a quick maybe one to two minute at the end of the podcast underrated of or overreaction of three teams from each conference in the NFL AFC and NFC then we'll have some final words, and then we'll be out of here. So going into our first topic, covering the All-Star Game. Obviously, All-Star Game, very big weekend for the NBA, don't you think, Mateo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's fans' favorite game to watch. My favorite game to watch in, uh, in general, besides the
0: championship game. But, yeah. Yeah, then the NBA Finals, man, that's a big game. But just in the middle of the season, tough fun. I mean, the dunk contest, the three-point contest, the skills contest, all these players just to have fun and enjoy. I think it's really, really, really good event. So now mentioning that, what do we think? Who will be on the Eastern Conference Finals? The Eastern Conference All-Star Game starting lineup, my bad. Excuse me. Starting off with point guard, I want to go with Trey Young. The reason why I'm going with Trey Young is because he's been outstanding with the Hawks over his whole career. He's a very young player, amazing three-point shooter in this season alone. Very good. Trying to bring the Hawks out of the 12th place. I mean, everyone this season has had some troubles, even the Lakers, everyone. So for him to be the point guard is just, yeah. So let's go to Mateo. Young, just I mean, obviously, clearly a better season cause Kyrie hasn't really played. Um, but yeah, Trae Young's. Sure. Yeah, it's been a week since Kyrie's um, debut this season, over his um, drama and all this news and public this and that over the vaccine. But his decision, his choice, his career—I mean, he's made millions of dollars before this even all happened. So for him to miss couple, three, four, maybe five months of the NBA season in one year. I mean, to him, it's really, for him, it's life over money right now. So, yeah, that's his decision. But moving on to shooting guard, we have a couple of choices, Mattel. We have Bradley Beal. I mean, he's an outstanding player. James Harden, Zach Levine. Um, The list just goes on and on. But who do you think should be the starting shooting guard of the Eastern Conference starting lineup in the All-Star game?
1: James Harden. I think James Harden, you know, he's been putting up some numbers. Kind of rough at the beginning of the season, kind of a uh, underperform performing, but uh he's he's getting back up there, you know. He's racking up his points. His stats are
0: getting better and better each game. And uh yeah, I got James Harden And I agree with that. And I mean, if you look at his stats, like let's just if you look at his stats, the stat line, which I don't like to bring up a lot because stats don't always define a player. But if you look at James Harden's stats in 2019 when he was with the Rockets, I mean, um, I mean, just dropping 32 points a game, like four assist, like two rebounds a game. I mean, he was he was just a scorer. He he could drive the ball. His playmaking skills, dribbling, yes, passing, really nothing special. And then once he got traded to the Nets last season. The beginning of this season, unbelievable playmaker. I mean, just amazing. Every he, I remember the beginning of his career with the Nets, just getting 12 assists, 17 assists, 18 assists, 11 assists, eight assists. Doesn't matter with the Nets. Every night in and night out, just amazing player. So yes, I do think he deserves the starting shooting guard spot in the East. But a competitor for that position could be DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine. So that's also my other top candidates if it wasn't James Harden. But now moving on to small forward in the East. This is, should be easy, short, simple, and sweet. Who do you think, Mateo?
1: To the
0: smartest entry to go with. I agree. I agree. Like just looking at it, Kevin Durant, like Mateo brought up, greatest scorer of all time. I mean, the shot creating skills he has are just off the charts. They don't show on a stat line. Obviously, his field goal percentage is up there. His three point percentage for the height he has and the wing spin he has is just unbelievable. His athleticism for being a compact type of guy. He's he's not bulk. He's not big. Very skinny. Six ten. Some may say seven foot long wingspan. For what he can do on the court is just outstanding, His and the points he's averaging and everything. The way he
1: can dribble, like with being that tall, I mean, long wingspan. He has, uh, he has the moves. He can
0: hit you with the move fade. Completely. I agree. I agree. He's just an outstanding player. Outstanding player. Moving on to power forward in East. I think this is another easy one. What do you think, Mateo? Yeah, I
1: think so too. Uh, first, I just want to see what you're gonna say.
0: So obviously, two-time MVP, two years in a row, Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's just that's easy, plain, simple, sweet. The <laughs> unbelievable player. You can't even, just you can't even make this up. Thirty, thirty-one points a game. Eight rebounds a game, seven assists a game, brought his team to the NBA Finals, won the NBA Finals, won the NBA, NBA Finals MVP. I mean, just an outstanding, outstanding player. And for everything that's happened to him, from where he came from to where he is now, just that guy, He, someone who never gave up and look where he is now. And he's just, he's just a very good player. But we are talking about the All-Star Game, so if you bring up this season's stats, like I mentioned before, 31 points a game, this, that, he's just a very good player, the impact he has on his team, keeping them at the top of the East, um, competing with the Brooklyn Nets, the Bulls, everyone, outstanding player, that one was quick and easy. Yeah, I think the only competition he has in the East are the Nets and maybe the Bulls. But also, again, if you look at the Bulls, they don't have an actual big-size, small forward, power forward to go guard Giannis night in and night out if it was a seven-game series. But anyway, moving on to the center position. This, this, this one could be tough for some, and this could be easy for others. But I think this one, don't you think, Mateo, this will be easy? What do you think?
1: Clearly, the leader of the 76ers, even without Ben Simmons anymore, um, the stats, his points per game, the way he can just like shoot over defenders, the way he can just, like, his scoring ability at that big of a man is really, really good.
0: Yeah, we're going to keep this short and simple. I mean, the impact he's had on this team, just all the drama around Ben Simmons leaving, or not leaving, but necessarily taking a break from the Sixers. He requested a trade, obviously hasn't gotten traded yet. Um, all that drama that's been around that team, they lost all their identity, all their just, I don't even know how to put it. They just trust the process and all that momentum they built up has just been lost. But Joel Embiid is fighting that and he's trying to keep that identity. He's trying to keep that momentum they built up and he's keeping them top six in the East so far. So hopefully this holds out for the rest of the year. So my starting lineup for the East was Trey Young, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid, and if you could remind the viewers what yours was, Uh,
1: mine was pretty much the same, but you know, Kyrie, Trey Young, they could be, they're they're going to be pretty close there, but I feel like Trey Young is still going to take it over him. So yeah, Trey Young, uh,
0: yeah, I think he's going to got it. So yeah, pretty much the same as yours. Yeah, I think there's many, 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 many other. Players that you could fit into this starting lineup. I mean, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, outstanding this year. Outstanding. I mean, there's just so many different players you can put into this lineup. Two in a row. Yeah, two game winners in a row. I think last week, outstanding player with the Bulls. Amazing. Amazing what he's doing out there. Now moving on to the West. We're going to kind of keep this short so we can move on to the NFL. But um, starting point guard in the West, easy. Who do you got, Mateo?
1: put up points, the way he moves without the ball, his ball, like, I don't know, I think he's just such a unguardable player, and he's just probably the best point guard in the whole league right now, and definitely top five player in the league right now, too, so that's
0: pretty easy. Easily, easily, easily top five in the league, MVP favorite right now, I mean, from breaking Ray Allen's record of the three-pointer to getting over three thousand threes. I mean, it's just amazing what he did. And uh, actually, looking at what he said today, um, yeah, apparently he wishes he was a Knick. I mean, the year he was drafted, I believe, was 2009. The draft was in New York City. I mean, he did say that the GM of the Knicks at the time was very interested in him. And uh, once he got taken as a Warrior, he was very surprised. But look at him now. He said he would never change anything that happened. And he's very glad that he became a Golden State Warrior and what has happened over the span of his career and yeah, just a f- little fun fact that came out today. And obviously I agree, Stephen Curry, outstanding player, averaging twenty eight points a game this season. I mean it's three pointers now. I mean they're getting back Clay Thompson and Jameis Weiss. Weinstein some uh, sorry if I mispronounce his name. I can't I can't pronounce it. But they're getting back the center. I mean that team's gonna be scary, scary, scary. They're going to go back to NBA final contenders and they're going to match up with the Suns. They're going to match up with the Clippers who made it to Western Conference Finals last year. They're going to match up with the Lakers. They're going to match up. They're going to be a scary, tough, hardworking team that's not going to let anything easy go by them. Moving on to shooting guard. There is a couple of choices you got here. So obviously, Luka Donacic. You do also have Devin Booker. But um, here, obviously, Mateo could argue with this. But I'm going to take Luka Donacic. I mean, obviously, Devin Booker's been amazing this season. I mean, where he brought the Suns from last season, brought them to the finals. This season is keeping them at the top of the West, fighting with the Warriors. I, I don't see how Mateo can disagree that Devin Booker is an outstanding shooting guard this year. But I mean, just Luka Donacic. Just averaging twenty five points a game, under the Dallas Mavericks are very underrated this season. Uh, quietly winning games, moving up the standings, just um, and Luka Doncic has the most impact on that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it was definitely tough between those two, but uh, yeah, Luka Doncic is definitely working hard with the Mavericks. Definitely a quiet team. Definitely getting some wins for sure, but uh, yeah, Luka Doncic a
0: shooting guard. Yeah, that was quick, easy, simple. Moving on to s- small forward in the West. I'm taking LeBron James. People might hate him. People might love him. But the way I look at LeBron James, I, I personally don't like him overall. But come on, people, you got to be serious. People, People bash him for the way he plays. I mean, he's top five. He's 37 years old. The way he's playing, he's averaging 28 points a game. I mean, when he was 17 years old in the league in his first year, he was averaging 28. He's still averaging 28. Ten years ago, he was averaging 28. It's just amazing what he can do on this court and how he can stay so consistent while his body grows and grows as he's getting older and older. So, obviously, easy, easy, easy pick. LeBron James, a small forward, and the impact he's had on the Lakers has not shown. Obviously, Russell Westbrook underperforming. AD has been hurt a long time this year. He's been going back and forth on the injured list and on the court, off the court. He's a whole other problem, obviously with injuries. But yeah, I'm taking LeBron James at the small forward position. Let's see, let's see if you uh disagree. Yeah, LeBron James is for sure uh, probably gonna take the small forward
1: position. Uh, lots of people, you know, make fun of him. Stuff like that, But, you know, if you actually, like, look at him for how he plays and, like, the player he's been throughout his career, he is a dominant player. He is dominant
0: a player. Yes, like, he is. I just think, I mean, yeah, it
1: might be funny to, like, make fun of him and stuff, but if you really, like, take it serious and you look at how he plays and, like, just, like, the stats that he can put up, I just think he's
0: definitely top five in the league, maybe even top three. Sorry to interrupt you there, but, um, <laughs> just for a basketball player... I see this all the time over the s- social media and everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, you name it. I mean, LeBron James will quietly drop 39 points and give the Lakers a win. And people will find a way to bash him for it. Oh, he flopped. Oh, he he's a baby. Oh, um, he always complains for fouls. Yes, all players do that. On my team, it's Marcus Smart. On other teams, it, it, it's just everyone does that. It's a part of the game now. Chris Paul does it sometimes. Everyone does it. It's a part of the game, drawing fouls. That's how you win games. You have to take advantage of anything you can do to possibly win a matchup. So obviously LeBron James, he's a very intelligent player at the small forward position. Recently been playing power forward and center. But overall, over his career, he's been a small forward. Very outstanding. And I think he makes a small forward position in the West. Yeah, that's an actual statistic. I saw that 7-0 okay, and oh so far while LeBron James starts at center. That's, a,
1: that's good for the team. You know, underperforming the beginning of the season, you
0: know, now racking up some wins. I think LeBron's doing something good for the Lakers. And I think after the All-Star break, I think the Lakers are really going to step it up and they're going to make a run for the top four in the West. I think they're really going to get it together. The chemistry is going to build up. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. If Anthony... If Anthony Davis can stay healthy, I'm talking. If he can't stay healthy, this 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 is gonna be a problem. Because obviously they brought in AD to help LeBron. Le- LeBron is 37 years old. 37 years old. We have to realize how old that is for an NBA player. Okay, we have guys like 21, 22, 23 years old, like John Moran, Zion Williamson, um, who else? Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, outstanding players who are trying to get to that potential. And here you have LeBron James at 37 years old playing better than half of these guys, and he's just dominating the league. So I think, yeah, you just can't say it any other way. He's a very good player, and you you just have to face it until he retires. And once the NBA loses this guy, I know we have a new generation coming up, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, John Moran, Silent Williamson, all these big-name guys. But to have someone like LeBron James is just... We're going to miss him, but enjoy him while you can. That's what they all say. So moving on to the power forward position in the West. This, I mean, I, I to take, I'm not sure. Looking at the rosters from last year, obviously Anthony Davis was voted in, but he was injured. And um, I don't know. I say I take Rudy Gobert at the power forward position in the West. I put him at the power four position, because not only is a great player on defense, obviously winning defensive player of the year, I think two or three times in his career. Very, very good player out of France. Um, there's just not much to say there, but the impact he has on his team, on the Jazz, is just amazing and outstanding. So let's see if Mateo agrees or if he, if he has someone else in mind. Uh, I'm gonna disagree with that one. You know,
1: uh, if Anthony Davis can, you know, stay healthy. Actually, like, if he can just stay healthy and he puts up some uh, good stats before the All Star game, All Star break, uh, I think he's probably gonna take the power forward uh, spot to team up with LeBron again. Uh, I just think he's like the better player uh, with Rudy Gobert. I just think he deserves it more than him. But if he can't stay healthy, then it's probably most likely gonna be Rudy
0: Gobert. So moving on to the center position in the West. I'll be taking Nikola Jokic. Obviously, Nikola Jokic, a very good center. I mean, his stats on the court have been unbelievable. From him being a facilitator, a finisher, a playmaker at the center position. And he can even shoot the ball. It's unbelievable what he can do. And I just, yeah, I'm taking Nikola Jokic here. You can't go wrong with this. Um, I Mateo agrees. He does agree. So I think we're good with this. So now uh we're going to switch topics here. So yeah, we'll be moving on to the um NFL pro bowl rosters. Um what do you think Matteo as uh, Justin Herbert is the starting quarterback in the AFC? Uh I mean, he
1: he's been playing really good this season for that for the Chargers and it's like what, his second year?
0: Uh I believe it is his third year, I could be wrong. It might be his second year. Off the top of my head, I could be wrong. But for whatever, like you've been saying, however many years it's been, no longer than three, he's just an outstanding, outstanding player. And for him to be the starter in the AFC in his second year, I believe, and for him to almost lead them to the playoffs, as they were a losing team. Let's be honest, they were a losing team. They got the new head coach. They turned things around. Justin Herbert's been amazing for them. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, outstanding, outstanding young, good, talented team. (sighs) I think that's an easy one, him going to the starting position at the quarterback. And the rosters, to me, I mean, there's nothing you can complain about in the rosters. I mean, there's a bunch of guys who have potential to make it to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um, you name it, whoever's on this list. I mean, all these guys, all these guys, star players. But, yeah, I think we're going to... That's that's covering all the Pro Bowl. There's not much there. Now, moving on to the playoff picture. In the playoff picture, first round, let's look at some of these matchups. First one we'll be looking at as a hometown team. Um, Patriots versus the Bills, Saturday. And, actually, the report I was actually going to have is, um, looks, the forecast is going to be... chance of snow, and it's going to be around 5 degrees to 10 degrees in Buffalo this Saturday night at 8.15 Eastern Time. Obviously, we all know what happened last time when the Patriots took a trip over there on Monday Night Football and took the victory in the run ball game, basically running the bully ball. But uh, Mateo, uh, what do you have to say about that?
1: I'm trying to be biased but I think Patriots got it. If they're just gonna keep playing the run game, I mean their running backs are just like Damon Harris, he's doing really good this season. And I think all of their backs in general
0: are doing really good. I think there's nothing else you can say to disagree with that. I mean I think they I think they're gonna pull this one off and make it to the second round. I think the Celtics will uh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My bad the Celtics the New England Patriots talking about the Celtics before the New England Patriots Will upset the Buffalo Bills. Mark my words. The New England Patriots. Will. Defeat the Buffalo Bills. On Saturday night. At 8.15. Eastern time. And will move on. To the divisional round. In the playoffs. Mark my words. Moving on to our second matchup. Raiders vs Bengals. Now before I give this to you. Obviously. Raiders, Chargers in a controversial game. Over time, supposedly the Chargers thought taking a timeout would end this game in a tie. Obviously, it didn't work out. The Raiders got pissed. They said, you want to play games? We'll play games. They kicked the ball. Obviously, they made it. Now they're in the playoffs and the Chargers are not. Stupid idea on the coach. Obviously, this coach knew to head coaching. He's been an outstanding coach all the year. And you learn from your mistakes. But the Raiders are in and the Chargers are out. And not only to mention that, but surprisingly, the Steelers made it with a 10% chance to make the playoffs in Week 18 before entering Week 18 to now having a 90% chance to make the playoffs after beating the Ravens. It's just amazing. And Ben Fitzberger obviously, he hasn't 100% guaranteed this, but it's been known enough that this is his last season as he played his last game at Heinz Field two weeks ago. Obviously sad for the NFL community. But, uh Mateo, let's move on to the Raiders-Bengals, like I was just at. Who do you think is taking that game? Obviously, the Bengals are home. Uh, I think Bengals are going to take this pretty easy.
1: I mean, Raiders were starting off really good. I'm pretty sure they started off 4-0. And then they just started going down and down and down. And they started going up a little bit. And look where they are now at the playoffs. But, uh with you know Joe Burrow and uh Jamar Chase, I think they're just gonna that duo has been really strong lately, you know. Uh I think they're just gonna pull it off easily. And
0: I think they just have it. Yeah, very good duo over there. I mean both from LSU outstanding, outstanding players. Joe Burrow stepping up into the prime time position at the as the QB of the Bengals last year, tearing his ACL. Obviously, the Bengals took a big step back. And this year, they just... I don't know what was in them, but Joe Burrow took over. Outstanding QB in his second year. But you could say he's still a rookie because he barely even played last year. So, um, for what he's been able to do for this Bengals team in just one year of a full season playing is amazing. And yeah, I have the Bengals taking this one on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Moving on to... Our third matchup, the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. This is gonna be short, easy, simple. Buccaneers are gonna destroy the Eagle destroy the Eagles, excuse me. They're gonna crush them. This is gonna be an easy one. One o'clock on Sunday. Obviously at one o'clock for a reason. <laughs> no one's gonna be watching this game. This game's gonna be a blowout. And moving on to the next matchup. Just that's gonna be a blowout. Long gone. Next matchup. Cowboys versus Forty ers Forty ers I mean, they could have been p- way better. They did not meet expectations at all. But for where they are right now in the playoffs, I would be happy if I were them. For how things were looking at the beginning of the year to where they are now. What do you think, Mateo? Uh, yeah, it's for sure going to be a really close game.
1: Um, I think the Cowboys, uh, they, they're for sure, for sure, been doing really good this season, and Forty ers have been, you know. Uh, not not doing too good, even though they have picked it up in
0: the final games. But uh I don't know. I don't even know. It's gonna be a really close one. But for this one, I'm gonna take the 49ers. 49ers. I'm actually gonna disagree with you, and I'm going Cowboys. Dak Prescott, three touchdown game, zero interceptions, and the Cowboys are gonna take this one home at home, and. The 49ers will be eliminated from the playoffs and they'll be moving to the divisional round. Now these matchups are gonna go quick. Steelers, sorry. I think you're gonna I think the Chiefs are gonna step it up. Patrick Mahomes is really gonna be locked in, playoff time. No more joking around. And I think the Chiefs are gonna take this one. Not easily, but they'll take this one at home on Sunday night prime time. That's an easy one. Easy, simple, sweet. What do you think, Mateo? That's easy. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah,
0: that's pretty easy. You Chiefs know, are gonna City, take that one.
1: You know, starting down, Patrick Mahomes underperforming at the beginning of the season. They just stepped it up. Now they're for sure gonna be a Super Bowl cal-
0: uh, candidate. So now we're gonna move on to this, and we'll do our last segment of the show: underrated or overreaction. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! We missed probably the best playoff game for the first round: the Cardinals versus
0: the. Oh! They didn't see that one. That's probably that's gonna be a really tough game for both teams. Big game, big game.
1: Cardinals started off like what 10 and 0. I
0: think. No, they 10-0? weren't. They weren't 10 and 0. They weren't 10 and 0. But they, they. I'm pretty sure they started six and 0, and then at one point in the season they were nine and two, and I believe if I'm not wrong, they ended the season um twelve and five if i'm if i'm not wrong but um obviously they didn't clinch the number one spot in n f c the green bay packers so um moving on from that w- looking at the a f c getting too f- quick ahead of myself in that game i have the Arizona Cardinals, who will upset the LA Rams, who have had much higher expectations at the beginning of the season compared to where they where their expectations are now. But uh, I have the Cardinals. That's not fairly easy. People could disagree with me, but I'm taking the Cardinals. What about okay. you, Mateo? Yeah, this one,
1: I'm going to take the Rams. I feel like the Rams are going to upset the Cardinals. Well, it's not really upset because the both teams are really good. But uh, I feel like Odell is gonna get another touchdown. Uh, I just feel like they're just gonna pull it off. Uh, it's gonna be definitely gonna be a close game. Definitely gonna be a game to watch. But uh, I,
0: I'm taking the Rams on this one. Yeah, big game, big game. AFC underrated or overreaction? Bengals. Mm, I'm gonna
1: say that's a. I'm gonna say underrated.
0: Underrated team. You yeah. think they're gonna win? Think they're gonna win in the first, first round against the Raiders?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think
0: so. How far do you think they'll make it into the playoffs?
1: Um, I think they're gonna last till the second round. I mean, if the Patriots win, I'm pretty sure they verse the Bengals if they win, right?
0: Correct.
1: So if it's if it's Patriots Bengals, that's gonna be a pretty pretty decent game to watch. But uh, I would probably take the Patriots on that one. But I think Bengals will make it in the second round and just
0: end it there moving on to the Patriots and now look at the Patriots my favorite NFL team His to go way back with the New England Patriots um at one point in the season the Patriots were locked in for the number 1 spot in the AFC for I believe a week then it went they went down to the second spot then they went back up one and then since then they dropped and I believe they're at the f- f- um fifth spot yeah, I believe the 5th spot in the Bills take the 4th. And um obviously disappointing as a Patriots fan, but I have the Patriots as an underrated team. They have been overreacted across all major sports news sites, com- TV channels, everything. ESPN, um NFL, NFL Network, everywhere. All these commentators and different analysts at the beginning of the season they thought the Patriots were underrated, and at one point in the season, they they said the Patriots we got it two ahead. They got two ahead of them themselves, and uh, obviously they thought that the Patriots weren't going to make it far. But I'm calling it right now: the Patriots will make the Super Bowl. Whether it's versus Green Bay, whether it's versus the Buccaneers, whether it's versus Arizona, whether it's versus against any team, all those teams are very good in the NFC. I believe the Patriots will make the playoffs. You can say whatever you want if I'm wrong, but the Patriots will make the Super Bowl. My bad. Excuse me for my <laughs> fault. Moving on to the Titans. Underrated or overreaction. Just
1: to stop you there real quick. Uh it's it's it I think I think they'll make it pretty far, but it will be tough against uh Tennessee if they make it there,
0: or against Kansas City if they what like, one of those teams make making there. The Patriots did not verse Kansas City this season, I believe, or did they? Uh I don't think so. I don't, I don't believe they did. So, obviously, Kansas City, a very tough team. We haven't versed them yet this season. In the past, we've had much trouble with them, even with Tom Brady. Even though we beat them in the championship, AFC championship game, obviously, with a run down the middle to seal the game. Tom Brady's second to last season with the Patriots before we got out in the first round against the Titans. That was sad in 2019. But uh, moving on from that, underrated or overreaction titans uh i think they're i think
1: they're properly rated um i know
0: uh, so before you keep going do you, so you don't think they're an overreaction or you don't think they're underrated as a team for being in the second spot uh, or do you think it's an overreaction that people think they're so good at people think that this team is very talented and getting um uh Derrick Henry back and just how talented they are. Do you think they're gonna make it far or overreaction or underrated? Uh yeah, I'm
1: actually gonna switch up on that. I feel like it's an overreaction. Uh I feel like yeah, they're also a really good team with a really good record, you know, holding second place right now in the standings. Uh I think they will make it far, but uh I don't I I I don't know. I'm pretty sure I think it's an overreaction
0: on this one. Yeah, and um Um, the Tennessee actually holds the number one spot in AFC. They have a bye in the first round. And they could either verse the Steelers or the Chiefs. And I have the Chiefs versus the Titans. Titans lose to the Chiefs. Patriots make it all the way to the AFC Championship game versus the Chiefs. Patriots take that one. Surprisingly, underrated team, like I said multiple times. Buccaneers or Green Bay, or maybe the Cardinals, in my opinion, will make it to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And actually, looking at a uh, little fun fact, bringing this into the podcast, Julian Edelman dropped 100,000 on the Patriots versus the Bucks in the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, yeah. I mean, but, uh, the amount of money this guy has just for, just for like unbelievable. am uh,
1: sure, sure,
0: uh, that that. uh, yeah, that's crazy in my Okay, okay, okay. So now moving on to the NFC. Let's go with this quick Underrated overreaction Dallas Cowboys. LA Rams, underrated or overreaction?
1: Uh, I think they're properly rated. I think they're properly
0: rated on this one. Arizona Cardinals, underrated or overreaction? Uh, I'm
1: gonna go overreaction on this one.
0: Wow. Overreaction.
1: Okay, continue. They did start good uh, at the beginning of the season, but uh, once they lost DeAndre Hopkins, uh, they started going down, and, uh, maybe that that, could have been their only weapon, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. uh, but um, other
0: than that, I think there's an overreaction in my opinion. And yeah, to mention, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins also versing those same injury problems and just facing injuries all year. Like last year, he got injured. I mean, the guy can't catch a break. Can't get one full season in the book since joining the Cardinals. But um, yeah, that's going to leave us at that. Final words. I just want to thank Mateo for joining me on this podcast. And um. I really want to thank all of you guys for checking me out. Obviously, that wasn't super smooth, but my first ever podcast, trying to make it work the best I can. And like I said, improvement does come over time. And I hope you all understand that. So I hope you stick with me through the tough times we may encounter. And um, yeah, you'll see me, you'll hear me and my second episode either this weekend or the beginning of next week and I'll keep you all updated on my TikTok a coaches corner all lowercase. And um that's it. I want to thank all of you guys and I'm out. Matteo, any last words? Uh no, just thank
1: you for bringing me onto the show. Uh it's great it's been great to talk about sports, you know. It's been great for your first podcast. Hopefully you make it pretty far with this. And uh yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And again like I said, I want to thank all of you and I'm out. I want to thank all of you and I'm out